0: Hello, and welcome to the podcast, Biblical Question. We are excited you've taken time out of your day to listen to our podcast. For more information about us, you may visit our website at biblicalquestion.com. We will tell you the web address again at the show's end. We encourage you to open your Bible and follow along as we study the Bible. Now here is your host, Joseph.
1: Well, hello there. Thank you for joining us today on this podcast. I'm glad that you've taken time out of your day to download this podcast and to listen to us. Today we're going to talk about temptation and grace, something that uh, most of us uh, struggle with is temptation, and I think a lot of us struggle with grace and how great it is, how deep it is. Uh, I think grace sometimes is uh, abused, and I think the Apostle Paul would say so as well. So please tell your friends about us while I'm thinking about it. Hit that like button and follow us as we begin this podcast. In the uh, Christian life, uh, there is just lots uh, of many ups and downs, to say the least. With uh, with the purpose of of Jesus visiting us, he he reveals himself to us that, that we so that we can believe in him, uh, that we can love him, experience him, uh, and so to speak, going through. Uh, The range of our mind and our heart, uh, the opposite of what happens when one is separated from God. When one doesn't have God dwelling within them in the spiritual uh, walk that they should be having, you know, the question will come up, well, how does one receive the Holy Spirit? Well, I think Peter answers that question pretty clearly. In Acts chapter two, on the day of Pentecost, you know, uh, he tells people to to be baptized, to be immersed, and they will receive the indwelling of the Holy Spirit, the promise of the Holy Spirit. And so, this is the only way that I have been able to find in Scripture uh, that you can receive uh, the gift of the Holy Spirit. Now, I know I'm going to get some emails telling me, oh, but I can pray that into my heart. Well, prayer is a good thing, and I think prayer also is very un, uh, underrated by most people uh, within their Christian walk. But it doesn't say that anywhere. Uh, it says that, you know, you can pray and ask God for things. There is no doubt. But to have the indwelling of the Holy Spirit, one must be baptized, according to Peter. And... uh I think all of us you know have great trials in our life and we have some types of uh, struggles that that order us uh, move us around Uh, temptations that give us troubles uh, that always seem to always be there and grace is always there as well and so what we have to do is struggle and through this, and so many times we struggle alone through the temptation, and we don't let God in to help us. God is much bigger uh, than we ever give him credit for, I think. We like to keep God in this perfect little box uh, behind a glass door or whatever, and says break in case of an emergency. Well... Uh, life on earth, really, to me, is one big emergency. Life on earth is very hard. It's full of sin and temptation, uh, all types of evil all around us. And so we need to be able to handle grace, and we need to be able to accept grace. And when we receive grace, and, and when we allow God to be working things out with us and for us, um because without it, it, it could be very bad for us, so most of all we we fall into this prideful type of of activity, and pride unfortunately, uh, we can lose sight of who the giver that is God, who we really is, and that he gives us these gifts and, and love and forgiveness and grace and it, but how do we receive it, and how do we achieve it? We, again, we, we think it's all on us, this bootstrap method idea of forgiveness. And so we, we really need, first of all, to have this watchfulness. Uh, we need to be paying attention. Uh, we need to, to care for the things about God and care for the things of our soul, because that's what God has in mind. Without that, we're going to lose we're going to lose uh, very very hardly, so again we we really need to be paying attention to those things which that God passes to us. We need to take care of the things that he He has provided. We need to be good stewards of everything, and I think we all fall short in that uh, from time to time, uh, if not a lot of the time, but God is uh, not going to uh, continually, at some point, uh, the the day will be over, and Judgment Day will come around, and then what? You know, I think you can look at the uh, the Apostle Paul in Romans chapter 6. The first two verses say, What shall we then say? Shall we continue in sin so that grace may abound? Verse 2 says, God forbid. How shall we, that we are dead to sin, live longer therein? So, you know, even in the uh, church uh, conceptions here of the, of the first century, people thought, well, I can just continually fall on grace and use grace to my advantage. And grace is there, yes, and God wants uh, to allow his grace to abound in our lives. It, we need to understand, though, the Apostle Paul is making it very clear That we need to be careful in just saying, well, I can live the life I want to live. Uh, I can say what I want, do what I want, live how I want, because God loves me and His grace will always be there to cover me. And those are dangerous thoughts, ideas, words to do. Uh, You know, I don't know how many people I've met over the years uh, would say, yo, they are a Christian. Uh they said a prayer or they got baptized and once saved, always saved, once baptized, always saved, you know, type of ideas. And again, if you look at the Old Testament and you look at the people of Israel, how many times God would send them warnings over and over again, whether it was through prophets, through Moses, uh, they they would ignore those warnings to stop sinning, stop worshiping falsely. And eventually God would say, okay, uh, if you're not going to listen to me, I'm going to turn my back on you. And basically he does. Uh, he sends them into captivity more than once. He would send plagues, He, uh, which really just strike people down. And I, and I know that some people are going to tell me, uh, Well, that's the God of the Old Testament. Well, there's only one God, and He cannot change. He says He cannot change. Uh, Jesus is the same today as He was yesterday, as He will be tomorrow. And so we need to to get this mindset that God is a holy God. He is a pure God. Uh, Yes, He is loving, forgiving, but He also has a side of Him that it's very wrathful. He is uh, a judge. And for those who break his law, uh, he has every right to, to do what he sees is correct, to correct the problem. Uh, you know, uh, somebody once asked me how many warnings had Sodom and Gomorrah get. Well, to be honest, I really don't know. And I'm not sure if the scripture says. But it had gotten so bad so horrible that God just, he just wipes them out. Okay. All but, you know, uh, Lot's family. And so this should be a wake up call, I think, not only for the nation that I live in, uh, the community that I live in, but the entire world who claims that they are following uh, the God of the Bible and worshiping the God of the Bible. Again, we're going to talk about grace, too, in this podcast. Grace is huge. Um, If you look at King David, David is a great example of God's grace in the uh, Old Testament. So to kind of combat this argument that that's the God of the Old Testament, David uh, has um, an affair with a married woman. And he conceives a child, and we're all familiar with this. And what happens is Nathan the prophet comes and talks to David. So, if you have your Bible, I always encourage you to have a Bible. Turn with me to Second uh, Samuel chapter twelve. Second Samuel chapter twelve it says here, "The the Lord sent Nathan to David. When he came to him, he said." There were two men in a certain town, one rich, the other poor. The rich man had a very large number of sheep and cattle, but the poor man had nothing except a little ewe lamb he had brought. He'd raised it up, and it grew up with him and his children. It shared his food, drank from his cup, and even slept in his arms. It was like a daughter to him. Now the traveler came to the rich man, but the rich man referred to refrained from taking one of his own sheep or cattle to prepare a meal for the traveler who came to him. Instead, he took the ewe lamb that belonged to the poor man and prepared it for one who had come to him. Now, notice this here. Now, Nathan has not uh, revealed a whole lot yet to him. He's kind of approaching David uh, kind of this soft approach, which usually works better than walking up and telling somebody to turn or burn type uh, comment. But here in verse 5, David burned with anger against the man and said to Nathan, As surely as the Lord lives, the man who did this must die. He must pay for that lamb four times over because he did such a thing and had no pity. And it goes on, uh, that, that having this conversation. And Nathan, uh, in verse 7, would look at David, the king, and say, you're the man. You are this man. And he goes on to talk about how, you know, he he killed uh, uh Bathsheba's husband to uh to cover up his sin and, and now she's with child. Uh, and David says, "You know what? You're right. I I I am guilty. I have sinned." And notice this, there is a quick repentance. When David is called out on this sin, he repents. He says, you're right, uh, I have done this. And under the uh, Old Testament law, the Levitical uh, law, he, uh, he should have been stoned to death, right along really with Bathsheba. They both should have died. And But God says, no, no. Um, That's not going to happen. But the child that's conceived uh, out of this uh, sinful act, the child will die, and the child does die, and so you know there's repercussions for his sin, and uh, you can continue to read that chapter, and, and Nathan will go through what will happen in the future for him, and so. God spares David's life. And really, after this incident, uh, you really don't find anything really major that, uh, that David does. But again, the whole point is, King David had an affair, so, You know, really the first sin. Two, uh, he has a man killed to cover up the sin that he committed with this man's wife. And so, Uriah is his name. And so, you know, again, God is a loving God. He's very forgiving. But we must be willing to to repent. We must be willing uh, to let God do his thing. You know, I was in a conversation uh, with somebody where I work here not too long ago, and They were basically, you know, saying that God could never forgive me, and that's not true. And I use this example, how terrible David's sin really was in the sight of God. As a leader, uh, as king of his nation, should have known better. You know, uh, but yet, what does King David do? He acknowledges his sin, and he repents and asks God for forgiveness. And God hands him forgiveness. God hands out grace. And so uh, grace is a great thing. It's very deep, uh, very wide, I think, beyond most human comprehension. I personally am very thankful for grace. Without grace, we would not be saved. I know a lot of people think you're saved through a prayer, through an act of baptism, whatever. But really, you're not. You're saved by grace. And let's read that. Okay, so Ephesians chapter 2, Ephesians chapter 2, I've been reading out of NIV in this podcast, I know I usually read out of the New American Standard, so it was just the one that was closest to me here when I started the podcast. So, as for you, you were dead in your transgressions and sin, verse 2, in which you used to live when you followed the ways of this world, and the ruler of the kingdom of the air, the spirit it is by grace you have been saved. So, again, here's the Apostle Paul saying, hey, at one time you, you were living a very worldly life. You, you did what you wanted to do. You lived how you wanted to. You said what you wanted. You treated people how you wanted. Uh, you once were like that. But see, now, because you are a follower of Christ, you have forgiveness. You have uh, grace, and it is a merciful God. Grace is the foundation, really, of everything of God, to be honest about it, listeners. Uh, Without grace, you would not be able to have your prayer. Without grace, you would not have baptism. Without grace, you would not have the Word of God. Without grace, there would be no Messiah, Uh, and I could probably go on and on. And so grace is, is pretty much the basis of everything. Okay, so let's keep reading here, verse 8. For it is by grace you have been saved through faith, and this is not from yourselves, it is a gift of God. And a lot of people just stop right there. They don't keep reading. Say, oh, I've got this gift from God. That's true, you do, it's called grace. But notice this. Verse 9, not by works, so that no one can boast. Verse 10, for we are God's handiwork, created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared for us to do. So, again, the reason is, it's all God's grace. It has nothing to do with me, it has nothing to do with you or anybody else. When I hear preachers say, well, I saved so-and-so, you didn't save anybody. A, a lawbreaker cannot save another lawbreaker. Just, it's really just that simple. The only thing that we can do is tell others about Jesus so that they can come in contact with the blood of Christ, so they can come in contact with the grace of God and forgiveness of God. You know, somebody will email me as well and say, well, baptism is a work. Nope, it is not a work. It is actually a command to be baptized. And second of all, it is an act of faith. And if you really listen here to what what Paul is saying here, for it is by grace you have been saved through faith. Okay? What is faith? If you listen to the podcast long enough, you know my definition is um, the, the thing or object believed in. And so, do you believe in God? Do you believe in Jesus? Do you believe... In the word of God, do you believe that he shed his blood for forgiveness of sin? See, that is the object or thing believed in. And the answer has to be yes, because if you don't, then you don't have faith in Christ. And so we have to have God in our lives. And without God, listeners, we're just really in a lot of trouble, not only on this earth, but for all eternity. And life on earth is hard. It is. It's very difficult. Uh, it's, just, it's just full of struggles. And, you know, I, I really can't wait for the day that I actually get welcomed into the kingdom to, to permanently re, uh, live there and reside there uh, with Christ not that I personally deserve any of that, but I know the promises that he has provided to me through studying the words that he spoke. That there is forgiveness of sins. There is grace. And thank God for that. You know, we, there's an old song, you know, Amazing Grace, you know, how sweet to sound. Absolutely correct statement. And so, the more you know it seems like the more that we rely on grace and we should be the more temptation seems to come around we you know the closer to god we get it seems like uh, the devil scratches really hard and digs really hard and throws more and more things at us and it could those things could be troubles at work it could be troubles at school it could be uh, discord within a congregation. It could be within a marriage, uh, between parents and children. Uh, You know, sometimes just life happens, and those things make us sometimes question, why would God be doing this? Why does God allow this to happen? And the fact, you know, I always try to remind myself of this. You know, where was God the Father when his son was hanging on a, on a cross? The most cruelest, painful uh, death, they say, the uh, capital punishment that man has ever created. You know, I don't know if that's 100% true or not, but I do know that you could live a very long time hanging on a cross before death actually uh, became your friend and, and took over. Uh, you know, I read horror stories. Uh, People hanging on on crucifixes, you know, uh, bugs and insects and birds picking on you and eating you. Uh, You know, look at Jesus, for example, you know, he'd been flogged. And if you really study the flogging out that uh, Christ would have gone through, what the Romans did, it wasn't unusual for bones to be exposed and uh, organs, you know, hanging there. And so, uh and, of course, you know, uh, you were stripped, completely nude and hanging there. You know, the, the disgrace and the embarrassment, uh, all of that. Just, it's just a horrible death that Jesus went through for us. The shame that he went through in front of his mother, okay, a grown man, uh, exposed fully to his, his mother. So, um, and really the rest of the world. And as people mock him at the at the base of the cross, here is here is Jesus saying, "Forgive them, okay? Uh, forgive them. Uh, he doesn't uh, curse anybody. He is still showing grace and forgiveness. And what an example for all of us truly to to really want to follow and really uh, display in our lives. And so." You know, we all like to get even. We all uh, think we deserve better. Um, And really getting even is really not what we should be doing. It's Do we deserve better? That's totally up to God. I'm talking on a spiritual level here. Um, We don't deserve anything but God's uh, death. Look what he did to Jesus uh, for us. That is truly love. That is truly grace and the extension of a hand from a a creator God who uh, loves his creation. We are made in his image, and he is doing everything he can to protect that image. He wants that image to be with him forever. He doesn't have the desire to destroy and, and condemn anybody to hell. But he gives us this free will to make a decision whether we will live for Him? Are we willing to die for Him? You know, many of the listeners of this podcast uh, are from areas where persecution is pretty, pretty much an event daily. You know, I've often thought of the Apostle John, you know, as he is also at the foot of the cross, and he he seems to be the one that's uh, the only one that's there, to be honest about it. Peter uh, is there maybe perhaps at the very early stage, but Peter soon leaves, you know, and he's weeping bitterly because of the, uh, the events of the day before that Jesus would tell him, you know, before the rooster uh, crows three times, you would have denied me. And so, you know, I think it's Relatively clear to me that Peter is off repenting somewhere. He's uh, definitely uh, has a lot of remorse. That John the Apostle is the, uh, I think, is a young man and he's at the foot of the cross, probably with uh, his mother, uh, Jesus' mother Mary is obviously there. A few of the women are there. Uh, How the other uh, 11. Scattered, but one remained at the foot of the cross. You know, uh, the the 12, uh, the other 11 uh, would be martyred or Judas obviously commits suicide. You know, and tradition has it that John was not martyred. He lived to be an old man. I I know the Fox book of Martyrs, if I recall, says that John died in old age in Ephesus. And so... um, We need to be at the foot of the cross where there is grace, there is forgiveness, uh, where the blood of Jesus is shed for us to have forgiveness. And so as we wind down this uh, podcast, I I really want to say to those who are persecuted it. I pray for you daily. Most of the people in the Western world really don't understand uh, the persecution that goes on outside of the United States. There is persecution in the United States. It's just a different form of it. And we should all be praying for uh, each other. Uh, you know, most of the persecution that I've endured actually comes from people who claim to be Christian. Uh, not from other types of religions. Uh, The government here is slowly turning away from uh, Christianity. And so it's going to be interesting to see what happens in this country. I'm not predicting anything. I'm not saying I'm a prophet or anything because I get those kind of statements. But we need to be praying for God to watch over his church. The church is not brick and mortar. It is the people that Jesus died for. That's the church. Okay, so again, I want to thank you for listening. I know it's the beginning of a new year. Uh, the holidays are winding down, and winter is hard at it, and this part of the world, anyhow. And uh, I hope and pray that all of you will uh, be comforted by God in your walk with Him, that you would be encouraged uh, by Him. and. Please tell others about this podcast as we continue to to struggle forward. Thank you again for listening. May God bless you, and may He always have the glory.
0: Thank you for listening to this week's podcast. Be sure to hit the Like button and follow us on your podcasting app. Please check out our website at biblicalquestion.com. All one word, all lowercase. In addition, we have a prayer request page, a way of contacting us, a statement of faith, and other resources for our listeners. Do you have a Bible question you would like answered on a future podcast or prayer request? We would be honored to hear from you and add your prayer request to our list so others may pray for you. Subscribe to our newsletter and follow us on our social media accounts. Again, that is biblicalquestion.com. Thank you and may He have the glory.